Well, it's week three, and everybody's hurt. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap right here on the line star app it is me it is scott bogman and it's you and we're breaking down the week that was with a quick look at the week ahead in nfl we're talking dfs courtesy of the line star app so go to that line star app right now go get it on your phone on your device whatever the heck you want to call it your mobile if you want to get it on your mobile you could get it there and you could go ahead and download it upgrade to that premium product and you get to play around with all the fun tools and the optimizer and all the toys that we have here and uh scotty b uh it was a uh it was a crazy weekend scotty b of football a lot of scoring which is great i love the scoring can't get enough but a whole lot of injuries and it crushed a lot of lineups i am sure you know the irony is i didn't really have anybody in dfs that got hurt but i did have some underperformers which are unfortunate some guys that we liked obviously had some very big days and once again you are at the top of the mountain uh, in terms of touchdown calls, and I, I got to get with the program here because I am falling a couple <laughs> behind already, and it's only week two. Yeah, I mean, look, it was, I don't know what song is most appropriate. A lot of people have been doing the Everybody Hurts, uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday, um, you know, all the different songs that fit for this weekend, but there were a lot of entries and a lot of points. I think that was the big, big takeaway uh, from week two, and yeah, I mean, I, I think I got lucky a little bit with that David Montgomery touchdown, so um, you know, uh, that one scored so fast and so furious. I thought that Vin Diesel was going to show up somewhere. Um, and then, uh, Deandre Hopkins also, I think scored in the first quarter for the Cardinals. Yes. So, yes. uh, you know, they, they went real fast. So winning people, uh, winning people, some gear, winning people, some stuff. I'm happy about that at least. Yeah. And, and you know, what was, was funny about it too. It's, it's, uh, like the guy that I didn't get to score a touchdown was Derek Henry. What? How did Derrick Henry not get a touchdown? <laughs> Derrick Henry wakes up in the morning, cracks his knuckles, gets up, and scores a touchdown. I mean, that's that's what he does. So, Especially when the Titans score 30 points. I know. Uh, how, the did, how did they score 30, 30 and he didn't get in? Derrick Henry has no touchdowns. Ugh, what in God's name is happening? But uh, hey, look, if you want to get involved in that contest, this is what you do. You go over and you retweet the link for there. So go follow us on LineStar app over on Twitter at LineStarNFL as well. And uh, what happens is randomly someone who retweets and likes the segment will get a chance to uh, basically play along with us. And one of us will be your champion chosen at random. And then you get to win some free merch. And while you're at it, if you've been listening to the show here, and I mean the DFS show and the wagering show and me and Bogman being funny and fun and informative all at the same time, make sure you go out and give us a nice little five-star review. It takes two seconds. You pause the podcast, wherever you're listening to it, you go oh, five-star review. Joe is super handsome and Bogman is uh, even more handsome and smarter. And then, boom, there you go. You go back to listening to the podcast, and the review is over. I mean, they Look don't have that. to be that accurate, but, uh, you know, they, yeah. you you you, yeah. you can say whatever you like about the show. They don't just have to be facts, Joe. Well, that, that's true. I mean, well, let's, it, look, those are the facts, <laughs> and I want you to stick to the facts. All right. So uh, let, let's try to get a, get an idea of, 
of all the craziness that uh, happened, obviously, in week two. And we've got a ton of injuries. And I think the biggest takeaway for me here is going to be going forward is there's going to all of a sudden be a lot of new names out there, right? Because you're going to have uh, names like Mike Davis popping up. Um, You've got – I just saw this on my phone literally this second – that Devonta Freeman is expected to land with the Giants. Now he's not going to be productive this week, but I guess here's the point. The point is there's going to be a lot of new names. You see Jarek McKinnon, you're going to see uh, Daryl Henderson. And I think there's going to be a lot of traps going forward into week three. That's just kind of my initial instinct. Do you kind of agree with that, that sentiment? Admiral Akbar needs to show up to warn us that. uh, Yeah, I I think there's going to be a lot of that. I think there's going to be traps with some normal players too. Uh, you know, uh, some regular starters. I mean, not normal players, but, um, yeah, I think trappy is probably going to be a pretty good word for week three. Yeah, it's, uh, it definitely feels like it's going to be that. And the schedule looks like a bunch of overs as well. And, you know, it's funny last week we were sitting a lot and we kept going over, over, and I think part of the reason we're getting the overs is because we're getting a lot less penalties. It's another thing, too. You keep seeing the stats coming in on the penalties last two weeks. And the refs are putting the whistles away. And it's good. It's fun. But it's something in terms of wagering you have to keep an eye on, Boggs. Because not yeah. only is our defense is still kind of ramping up their wind. And you could see defenses getting kind of tired by the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter. But, man, especially the older ones, you're also starting to see – the fact that, you know, without as many calls being made that all of a sudden, you know, you're just getting get higher totals right now. Yeah, we'll get to it on the, uh, you know, on the, the wagering show later in the week here, Joe. But I mean, how many backdoor covers this week? It uh, was insane. More uh, backdoor covers than are in your video library. That's, that's right. You know, which, I mean, that, I don't know if there's that many, but there was a lot. There was a lot. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, th- there was a bunch of backdoor covers that aggravated me to to no end. But a lot of, you know, we don't expect the Jaguars to be putting up 30 points. You know, uh, Dallas and Atlanta. Yeah, we had that one going over but 79 points. That's ridiculous. You know, Buffalo and Miami had 59 points. These games are going uh, insane. I can't believe the Jets scored 13 points, Joe. It's, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, also, the Jaguars have scored over 60 the last the first two weeks of the season. Uh, yeah, who I mean, are these, and, and the Patriots, look, I know you're a Patriots fan. I'm not trying to rag on them or anything. No, but fine. they looked unbelievably pedestrian against Miami. And then they yes. put up 30 points against Seattle, which says a lot about their offense and the way it works. And... Seattle's defense looks rough too. So there there's uh there's some things to pull away that might uh that that can cause some pitfalls for week 3. That's for sure. My my big takeaway of first two weeks in terms of defenses is that the Chargers defense is for real and the Tampa Bay defense is is pretty good. And if you can even give them anything, you know, remotely in terms of not turning the ball, ball over as much as last year, that defense is going to be very good. Um What's so, the more real statement that uh, Tampa Bay's defense is good or New Orleans offense is just mediocre. Oh, well, look, it, that's fair. I mean, especially after last night, they, New Orleans is looking a little old and looking a little long in the tooth right now. They're looking a little settled. And the one caveat I'm going to say here is that the Raiders did this to us last year, too. If you recall, they played up to their competition and down to their competition. They were basically set to be a playoff team. And then they went out there and crapped the bed against the Jets last year and then lost like the next three of the four against teams that they all should have won. And that was incredibly frustrating to watch because you thought, oh, my God, look, maybe they're making strides and Gruden's turning this thing around. I will say this. The offensive line played very well. 
last night. Darren Waller is a matchup disaster. Um, I would say Carr came back strong after kind of a week first half, a quarter or so where he was, you know, missing some things and it was like, okay, you're starting to roll your eyes, same old car. And then, you know, then he started to actually make some passes and, and get the job done, but you're not wrong. The saints definitely in trouble and not having Michael Thomas certainly is not helping dude. Yeah. It was just, everything was Camara. Um, you know, I, when you think Jared cook is going to be good, they start throwing to Josh Hill and Adam Troutman as well. So it's like, the only guy you can count on in New Orleans at this point is Alvin Kamara with Michael Thomas down. So Thomas just opens everything up. So I do think they'll improve when he comes back. Obviously, that's not breaking news or anything. But right now it's uh, Alvin Kamara, maybe Traquan Smith, the startable, and then that's it. Everything else is just a big, big mess there. Yeah, it Drew is. Brees and, and not startable uh, until no, we uh, see him have a good game. And the uh, the other takeaway from week two uh, that I would also throw out there is these these um, emerging cheap tight ends that you know first was Logan Thomas week one now it's Dalton Schultz who we talked about on the show um, we also you know talked about I know you and I talked about the black book too we're talking about Drew Sample going forward uh, yeah. I can tell you already the first lineup I made for Fanduel had Drew Sample in it <laughs> okay, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm gonna do it it's gonna be Schultz it's gonna be Sample Moelle Cox had a big game Reed had a big game. So all of a sudden, Isicki there's a lot of was huge. Isicki I mean, was very good. Now he's not going to be on the Aikens. main plate, but yeah, Aikens for Houston uh, mm-hmm. had um, seven catches. So yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of if you're paying up for a tight end, I don't know if you're doing it right right now. You know, there, there's uh, yeah. a, there's enough guys that are low uh, down the totem pole in money that can help you out in other positions where you just gotta you gotta find the cheap tight end you like. It, it may be a harder decision to find the the cheap tight end you like than to spend on the big tight end and find the other spot where you want to you know uh go cheap so i'm absolutely with you it will be bottom barreling tight ends uh for the four seasons. well yeah well yeah. not only bottom but also bottom barreling because they're productive they're getting targets right you know they're 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 active in in the offenses and that's a good thing so as far as I'm concerned right now, that is going into week three my approach with that and um I'll tell you what you know it's the other takeaway too is Kyler Murray is another thing to, you know, one to grow on is running amok everywhere. And I don't know why you're going to spend up for Lamar Jackson when you can get Kyler Murray because he seems to have basically the same upside right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you're hearing MB, MVP chatter uh, about him. Um, yeah. Kyler Murray is an absolute stud. And I just never, I never understood why people thought Hopkins wasn't going to be as good moving from Houston. Dumb. To air is that it? Just it but so when that trade happened, you want to listen to something funny. Go back and and whenever that trade happened, just 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 go find that week and go listen to the Black Book podcast where Bogman and myself. I I done lost my mind when that trade happened, and it was just it was comical. The takes that were going out there, like oh, you should downgrade it. Meanwhile, in the Black Book, he's right there as like wide receiver three, and like everyone's looking around, like why you have them so high in the Black Book? Gee, I don't know. Cause he's like one of the top three wide receivers on the planet. And now he's getting to play with a, another very athletic quarterback and an offense that runs a ton of plays with a bad defense. That sounds great to me. Yeah. Even if the quarterback wasn't Kyler Murray, they're still going to throw the ball 50 times a game or whatever ridiculous number they keep hitting with Kingsbury. That's his offense. That's how it rolls. So I just never understood. I mean, Murray threw 38 passes last week, but it's because they were up most of the game. They had to run at some point, but it was 40 the week before. Like, you're hitting a minimum of, uh, you know, it seems about 40 passes a game uh, from Kyler Murray. And 
to get you know the most targets out of anyone because he's by far the best offensive player on that team. And I like Drake and I like Murray, but Hopkins is a Hall of Famer, so uh, he's going to keep getting the rock, and they're going to have to put two guys on him uh, at some point, and then they're going to have to start going to Drake and stuff. But for the foreseeable future, Hopkins is a nice buy. Well, I, I got to say, you know what else is a nice buy? Aaron Jones. And uh, if you Ooh. listen to the show last week, what did we talk about? We said it's going to go back to being an Aaron Jones show when they get back home. And guess what? It was the Aaron Jones show. And I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. Aaron Jones is elite fantasy running back. There you go. I said it. Anybody want to fight me? <laughs> he was number two in PPR last year. Everyone's talking about when you bet the touchdown regression. Well, shut up. How about he's just awesome? How about he's just playing well? He's got a good quarterback. I mean, what people like to take things that are good and ruin them all the time. And then they want to take something that was basically good for one moment in time and make it good for forever. Case in point, Josh Gordon, right? And how long has Josh Gordon been living off that one good season he had? Meanwhile, you got a guy like last year, a guy like Aaron Jones, who was brilliant. And the year before, that was our guy too, going into that year. And he kind of showed out by the end of it. It just, it's so frustrating to me. And I was very happy because our boy G-Man J sent me a, a DK invite to a little private tournament. And I, and I threw a little lineup together on the fly. And guess what? I finished third in it. And guess what? Aaron Jones and Kyler Murray. What up? Money. <laughs> money, money, money. But look, <laughs> it, it, I mean, going forward, with no Saquon, with no CMC, Mostert's off the board too. So you're, you're losing running backs quite a bit week over week. And all of a sudden, you know, you look at the board too, and you're, you're going to be losing Aaron Jones on Sunday Night Football. You're going to lose in Kamara. You, know, you have to start looking at some of these other guys now. And there is some value here in the middle, especially on FanDuel going into this week. So let's start hot taking some of these games, and we're going to go through them right now. Uh, Chicago, well, actually, let's start with Thursday night, because even though we're not going to cover that one, Miami at Jacksonville. I can't believe I'm saying this. Everybody was crapping on the game Thursday night last week. I don't want to watch the Browns and the Bengals. It was I did. great. It was great. Joe Burrow was so much fun. What a great game that was. Was it perfect? No. It was super entertaining. I think this is going to be entertaining too. I want to see Gardner Minshew and I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars put up another 30 spot. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a possibility. I'm I'm interested to see um, you know, and I wouldn't buy these guys, but I'm interested to see what is happening with the Miami running backs because we know Gaskin is now seems to be their guy, but is he their guy because Howard's hamstring is still iffy? Is Howard just the goal line back now? Are they doing a, a Patriots bit here? Uh, is he Corey Dillon or, um, you know, Harris or who was the other loser that just took in three touchdowns, didn't do anything else? Who am I forgetting? Oh, oh my God. The They've had so many of those guys. Oh, yeah. my God. That, oh, I got to Google that now because it's going to – go ahead. You, <laughs> but you. but is, is this just a classical line back, or are they, um, you know, are, are they not using him because of the hamstring stuff? Uh, Gesicki has been amazing. Uh, he's run, I think, Jonas 79. Gray. No, not Jonas Gray. Come on. It was a guy that just took in three touchdowns. From the no, one, I, I thought you. Gise- thought you were- uh, G- uh, G- Gisell, how do you say his name? Uh, Gisely, Gisell. No, <laughs> no I, thought, uh, I thought you were talking about the Patriots guy. I thought you were talking about Joe. Yeah, no, Gray. no, it's the Patriots guy, Mike. Oh God, this is gonna bother me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> I thought you meant that see- old game years ago with that guy that came out of nowhere and scored a bunch of touchdowns and he never saw him again. And I actually no, had no, him Gillisley, in the league. That- Gillisley. 
Oh, Mike that's Gillisley. how you say yeah, it. Yeah, Mike Gillisley. Mike Gillisley. Yeah, think, yeah. yeah, he had three <laughs> carries, all from the one with three scores, and did nothing else, like, the whole year. It was, like, game two or three of that season. That was a couple years ago. But, yeah, I mean, James Robinson is going to be fun to watch. Is Chark going to get more involved? Because he's been third in targets on the Jaguars so far. That's a little bit concerning. And he's caught every single one of them. I just want to point that he out. He has, but Keelan Cole has a touchdown two weeks in a row. So I know, but look, uh, it's a I, great I just, time to buy low in your season long leagues on, on DJ shark. Cause he's a maze balls a hundred percent. So the, I mean, look, this game is a typical Thursday night game between Jacksonville, and Miami. So, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the best game ever, but it, it does have a lot to show. So I am interested in that stuff. All right. Uh, next one here. We have Atlanta at home. Owen two against the bears. Uh, can the Bears defense slow this Atlanta offense? It feels like Atlanta's going to get a W here finally because, I mean, if there's one team that is the softest 2-0, it's got to be the Bears. I mean, <laughs> they, they basically, the Lions handed them a gift literally week one, and then Saquon Barkley gets hurt week two. I mean, unless Matt Ryan gets hurt here, I don't see how they win this football game, but I can tell you what, I, I'm going to fade for this the first time all year. I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit because guess what? Our boy Calvin Ridley's all the way up to 8K now on FanDuel. How about that? Yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you score whatever, four touchdowns in two weeks. That'll happen, right? So, um, yeah, I, yeah, you probably have to pump the brakes on Atlanta a little bit. Uh, I'm more interested in what is going on with Anthony Miller. I know he dropped a touchdown early in that game, and then he got outsnapped by uh, Mooney and Wins. So I, I'm looking to see what's going on there. And – I. Yeah, I think my my touchdown call might be Todd Gurley this week. So uh, I, I'm I'm thinking he needs to get in the end zone. And isn't it funny that Todd Gurley has played more games over the last two seasons than Saquon Barkley? And everyone's worried about Gurley. No one was worried uh, about Saquon going into the game. Well, uh, that statement looks very true now. Uh, Buffalo <laughs> Bills are going to host the Rams. Uh, both of these teams have gotten off to very good starts. Um, look, the Rams have been better than I thought they were going to be, but this is also a team that's caught some good breaks, I would say, in some moments. But that being said, Allen had a phenomenal week. There's no doubt about that. How do you feel about starting him or just running him out there by himself this week, potentially against the Rams? I don't know if he's going to be the best start, so I, I don't know if I would do it this week, but he has been a stud. I am I think I'm more willing to play Woods more willing to play Cup, um, and, and more willing to play um, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs had two good weeks. Everyone was worried sure about him going to Buffalo. Oh, I was. So, so. I definitely was. I'll I'll take a beating on that one. I have zero shares in season long, but you know what? That's what DFS is for to right the wrongs of bad drafts. Not that I had bad drafts, but I just don't have any digs, and he's been terrific. I didn't see that coming. Uh, uh, there's already an, an injury here. It looks like the uh, the starting right guard for the Redskins. Uh, oh, I almost did it. I oh, almost did oh, it for the Washington oh, oh. football team. But the Washington football team is going to be out. Um, Cleveland sure. defense, yeah. I think, is in play then a little bit more, even than usual uh, against the uh, Washington football team. Chubb and Hunter in play in their own place. The rest of this, I don't know, will we'll continue to go on here. Tennessee against Minnesota. So can Ryan Tannehill take the uh, traveling Johnny Smith show on the road to Minnesota, who looks just awful the first two weeks of the season? I mean, awful. Hey, look, A.J. Brown is up in the air again. They were noncommittal on his status today as they were talking about it. They they said, we're not sure yet. So it doesn't sound very promising for him at all. So I think Johnny Smith and Corey Davis are going to be the way to go. Uh, 
I couldn't have been more wrong about I thought Kirk Cousins was going to take that second half against Green Bay and spread it over a whole game against the Colts. And what he did was he reverted back to that first half. Uh, that I was two gonna say, oh, four. he spread it. He spread it yeah. all to all the Colts he could. That's what he did. <laughs> and spread it all over the field. Uh, pick <laughs> Kirk and, Cousins. Uh, here you go. Kirk Cousins is like a human super spreader event. You know, they say these things were now with COVID. <laughs> you can't have everybody all together. He's that at one wedding time. they had in, yeah. in New York with he's no that, He's that biker rally they had in Texas or whatever that was. <laughs> that, that's Kirk Cousins, ladies and gentlemen. The human super spreader. Oh my lantern. Yeah, I'm not um, interested in the Vikings offense at all this week. No, and I, 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 I thought I of Derrick Henry. I, I'm I was, just not interested. Dalvin so. Dalvin Cook, I'm interested. Uh and last week, if you had Tannehill, well, Tannehill was like our favorite quarterback last week. Him and uh Johnny Smith, that pairing. If you had that, you did pretty good. Uh but Tannehill's like not Cook. bad. I, no. I, I just think I, I just think oh, Tannehill with no AJ Brown. Johnny Smith is still is still in it for me this week because of the pricing, even though some other tight ends there, they're even cheaper. John is still in it for me. Um, but Dalvin cook is, is priced well enough. And especially with less of the big time running backs, having one of them could be a big separator. Um, yeah. Just saying like, if you get a big Dalvin cook rebirth day and he's been very active in the run game and the past game, it's something you're going to touch on. I'm sure a lot more as we go on the rest of the week on Thursday, uh, Vegas to new England, do they continue to play up to their competition and uh, is it just we're just going to continue to run naked Cam Newton in the babushka out every week? Because, my goodness, <laughs> it's just working. I wish I wish that was available uh, this week on the main slate, because if it was, I would have had all the Cam Newton because I figured the roster percentage would be so low because oh, it's Seattle. But again, the touchdown equity was so big. I wanted to take a shot on it. And I'm just so mad that I didn't get my opportunity to do it. Yeah, he's 100% their goal line back, and, and he's their best running back, too. I mean, obviously, what happened with James White was terrible, and uh, yeah, you know awful. we're not sure if he's going to be back this week or not. But, um, you know, Cam is the main guy there. They they didn't – with James White week one against Miami, he didn't – he had more rush attempts than catches, which only happened two times in 2019, which I thought was weird, but it's because – this running game has been so unbelievably ineffective so far outside of Cam Newton running the ball. So he's doing everything for them right now. So he's a definite uh, by possibility for Vegas. I don't know outside of Darren Waller. Now, I don't think I want to start Josh Jacobs against the Patriots. So I think Waller is kind of your only option for Vegas this week because the wide receivers are a bit of a mess there right now. Yeah, I actually think that's uh, – I'm in agreement there. I like Nikhil Harry, too, moving forward. That's a sneaky guy there in the full-point PPR. He's getting a ton of targets. Things are starting that's to true. look better there. Uh, he's got he's very – he's priced really well this week. Uh, I like where he's at. So Cam Newton's priced very well, too. He's like 79, I think, on FanDuel. I have to go double-check it, but Ooh, he's – you know, bad. he's not in that eight range. He might even be cheaper than that. Well, as we're discussing – actually, no, he's 77. Oh, 77. What a <laughs> – Mwah, it's a perfect that's a spicy <laughs> meatball oh i love it all right let's move on here san francisco 49ers and whatever's left of them is going to stay in new jersey and take on the giants here without saquon barkley so this is fun it's like hey you guys lost some players we lost some players you want to play a scrimmage okay um i don't know how you feel about this one from a dfs standpoint but i'm sure some people will start to uh around with Jarek mckinnon and i can't yeah. say it wrong as a flex no i, like I it mean on most um, most certainly we don't have official word that he's out, but he's most likely out uh, this week and Coleman is. So it's going to be Jarek McKinnon and that's it. They don't have uh, much of a semblance of a passing game right now with Ayuk down and we're not sure on kill yet either. So like you said, 
uh, it's going to be a, you know, a little bit of back and forth in this game. So yeah, I think Kittle is definitely the guy to start here. And maybe your boy Darius Slayton, uh, could be a decent play in this one too. He's my boy. You know who I like this week? Joe Burrow, especially on DK. (laughs) Oh baby. Let's go get some because he is cheap on DraftKings. He's going against the Eagles. That defense does not look very good. You can put him and Sample together. You can put him and Boyd together. You can put him and A.J. Green together, which no one's going to do. Even though A.J. Green has 22 targets in two weeks, it's only a matter of time. I just find, I just got off the TV talking about this, and I see Mike Clay just put out an article, too, about it's just a matter of time because it is. It is. <laughs> and this is the perfect time to do it. I am excited about Joe Burrow this week against the Eagles. Yeah, and you should be because uh, Joe Burrow looks like an absolute stud, and the defense is terrible. The defense is really bad. That's why oh, he had to throw 61 passes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm 100% with you on that one. And um, I think, uh, depending on the price, I haven't seen it yet, for the Eagles wideouts with Rager and Jackson, they kind of pulled away from the pack from all of the other guys uh, this week as far as snap percentage goes. And we know the Cincinnati defense is so unbelievably god-awful. If they're priced pretty well, they could be in play. Well, you know who else is priced really well? Miles Sanders is just 7,400, and I love him against Cincinnati this week. So it's going to be, I'm telling you right now. This morning I got up, did some show sheets, got ready, started doing lineups and looking over on some of these sites. And I'm thinking, oh boy, 74 for Miles Sanders. Now outside the the fumble to start the game, he was pretty productive the rest of the time. So give me Miles Sanders. And this one, like you said, that D is terrible. So we'll be talking more about him later. Pittsburgh, look, other. Big week from Deontay Johnson. If you listen to us, you started him and you did pretty good there. James Conner came back and he was healthy. Houston's had a rough go out of the gate, man. They had to play Baltimore, Kansas City, and then travel to Pittsburgh out of the gate, man. That's that's a rough start for these boys. Yeah, it's not it's not great. And uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what is startable in Houston. Maybe Aikens, uh, and, and that's because the price is going to be cheap. Other than that, I don't no, think so. Anyway. I don't want to mess with James Conner and DFS. Uh, because he just he likes to leave in the middle of the game and then come back. They said they're going to split with Benny Snell. No, man, they totally know, said last Connor week got... and they didn't. It's seventy one hundred for Connor's very tempting, man. It's very tempting. Yeah, I just won't. I I I don't think I'll ever recommend Connor. So no, well, you have um, to understand this. Here's what you have to under- recommend about Connor. Understand with Connor, there's always that thing where he could leave the game, and you have to understand. It's like having Will Fuller. It's why if it's, it's yeah. not a good cash game play, it's a better tournament play. That's that's the reasoning. That's it. Yeah. There you have it. No, don't go don't go deeper than that. Uh, the Chargers against the Panthers. I'll tell you, I really like Eckler again this week, and the, I love the Chargers defense. Uh, they were terrific, man. I can't believe you know. Now we have a little bit more perspective. All of a sudden, you know, we we kind of chalked it up week one to saying, well, Joe Burrow's first game and all this stuff, but now it looks like no. It's just the Chargers defense is really playing well, and they deserve a lot of credit. And this is a really good matchup for them against Carolina without Christian Anderson. More Anderson seemed to be relatively cheap, Joe. And the Chargers defense is good, uh, but they should also be up quickly and early in this game against a terrible Carolina defense. So what do you think about um, Josh Kelly? Well, Josh Kelly, number one, because they should be running that ball late in the game. But also the Panthers having to play catch up Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, who are both uh, fairly cheap right now. Yeah. Oh, look, DJ Moore, especially 
Uh, and look, Robbie, you know what? I'm going to give Robbie Anderson some love too, which is not something I usually do, but I will say this. I'm going to give <laughs> He's not playing for the Jets anymore, so it's okay to like him, right? <laughs> no, well, I, I liked him more than like you and Welsh sometimes did. But, um, you know, here's here's what I, I, I also came to the, you know, he's getting a ton of targets. He's got 18 targets, I yeah. think, in two games or something mm-hmm. ridiculous like that. So he's getting opportunities and it's it's because they're playing from behind. But I think a lot of people were afraid of, all right, well, what's going to happen here? When you when you come to you know uh, Teddy Bridgewater offense, he doesn't throw the ball downfield very well. But you know what, he's been okay. So uh, I think yeah. you, you continue with the narrative of what this game's going to be. You also continue with the Colts defense against the Jets and whatever they're going to bring with them to Indianapolis. Uh, I love the Colts defense. Uh, look, Buccaneers defense, Colts defense, Chargers defense. Those are the defenses. Maybe Cleveland. There's a lot of defenses in play this week that I think are pretty affordable. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I got no love for the Jets this week. And uh, I don't, Jonathan Taylor was good. I don't know where Naheem Hines is, but he wasn't at that game yesterday. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? What was going on with that nonsense? Like, uh, Naheem Hines is your goal back. He scores the first touchdown of the first Sunday, and then he gets whatever, nine snaps, uh, whatever it was in this game. That was unbelievable. So I think this is a Jonathan Taylor running downhill type of a game. I think outside of that, you know, like you said, the Colts defense is in play. I don't want to mess with their wideouts. I want to mess with the tight ends uh, right now. So, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor is the one guy that's playable in that one and the Colts defense. Okay, keep going. The hot takes of week three here. Denver uh, could be uh, Blake Bortles uh, sooner than later, too. It looks like, oh, my goodness. Jeff Driscoll looked good. I Uh, thought he he, looked pretty good, too. They didn't lose anything going from Locke to Driscoll last week. Now, the Steelers' favorite thing is to lose to backup quarterbacks. That's like their favorite bit <laughs> is Mike Glennon. You know, yeah, I've you seen them lose to Terrell Pryor. That game and the fact that you did it all is terrible. I mean, they lost Sutton. Lindsey's out. They lost Locke. Uh, Bud yeah, Dupree. Judy just, left and came back. Like, yeah, yeah. they were down. They were Bud down. Bud Dupree is murdering people. Like, Bud Dupree is just such a <laughs> beast right now. Man, that dude is just out of his mind. Uh, but, yeah, they, look. It's hard to get excited about anything in Denver right now, and I can't get excited about any running back against Tampa, so it's a hard pass probably for me. Uh, but Tampa did do some things better. Evans looks good. We'll see if Godwin can get healthy. Uh, <clears throat> but it is about a man named Leonard Fournette, and I guess the question mm-hmm. is, after a really good week two for Leonard Fournette, are you worried because, you know, having to go to Denver, uh, that's not the Well, and Arian thing. said he doesn't know the offense well enough to start yet. So – I mean, he said that, and Leonard Fournette had more snaps than any other running back and was way more effective, but I don't know that I want to go spending my DFS money on him yet. So Yeah, I don't uh, think I let's, can. Let's Not see one more week. week. Not against yeah. Denver. If you want to get weird, there's crazy upside to it in a multi-entry GPP kind of thing where you want to do it. You want to have one team that's got Leonard Fournette okay, but we'll, we'll get to that more on Thursday. Detroit, Arizona. It's going to be more of the Kyler Murray show for sure, obviously. And uh, Detroit looks lost, man. They're, they're just, they could get getting up on teams and then just blowing leads. I mean, they're just dreadful. Defense is terrible. Uh, love Arizona this week too. Um, but hey, it's just uh, Dallas versus Seattle. Uh, I think the over under for this game is 174. I'm pretty sure that's uh... <laughs> that uh, that might be low. Um, <laughs> this uh, this over. is a start everybody. This is just like Dallas yeah. and Atlanta last week. Uh, we saw Seattle's defense look uh, very, very pedestrian. Now they had a couple guys get booted early in the secondary, but uh, yeah, I think you can fire up Lamb. I think you can fire up. Cooper, I, I think, you know, uh, Metcalf and Lockett are, of course, in play here. 
You mentioned Schultz before, I think, is a decent play. Uh, Chris Carson is involved regardless. Like he, he, I think he has three receiving touchdowns and no rushing touchdowns so far. So he's getting involved even when the Seahawks are passing. And Zeke is always a good buy. So, uh, and Dak and Russ, of course. So uh, lots and lots of, of good stuff to buy in that game for sure. Look, I, I was very excited about CD Lamb this year. I have a ton of CD Lamb shares, um, but he's been exceeding my expectations already two weeks into the year. Yeah, I thought it was going to take at least halfway through the season before you start. No, apparently that's no, a week no. two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, incredible. even week one, he was good. Yeah, a couple big catches in week one and a couple big looks and big moments, which I was kind of shocked. And uh, and you're right, Schultz was Is good he, too. Are you kidding me? He is 5,400 on DK. I know. I salivating. Salivating. Oh, oh, he's in the, oh, guess guess who made it into that lineup in the DK? The first <laughs> DK lineup, it's got him in it. <laughs> the first uh oh, the fifty five. I know. I know. He's in it too. <laughs> mm. Here we go. All right. New Orleans against Green Bay. Let me tell you, New Orleans better get there, you know what, together, because this is gonna be a long day at the office <laughs> or a long night at the <laughs> office, at least on national television back-to-back weeks. You do not want to lose. I know they're at home. But man, look, I'm glad this game is not on the main slate because this is going to be wacky. From a wagering perspective, too, you know, New Orleans is favored in this game. Uh, yeah, you know. talked about traps earlier today, too. So that seems like the biggest pitfall of it. Like, how? Because it seems so obvious that Green Bay should be favored. So what, what are we not looking at here? I mean, that seems like the obvious Green Bay take ever. Yeah, right. It, it does, but it's. I think it's just the respect for New Orleans in that building. But do I'll tell I you eat what. this apple the switch gave me? I don't know. <laughs> but it's so delicious looking. It looks like a delicious. I'm so apple. hungry. It looks and, good. And then your AFC Championship preview: the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs. Well, unless the Pittsburgh Steelers. Get yeah, yeah, about. yeah. Let's pump the brakes on that, there, yeah, Joey. Yeah, Come on. Whatever. I know. I just like to. Hey, I didn't say the Patriots. You know. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah. realistic. I see the deficits. <laughs> I know. hope it's not. It, it like it, the Patriots and Steelers, and the Steelers will find a way to lose to the Patriots if that's the AFC Championship. So pass on that. No, play yeah, anybody they, else. Of course they will. Because well, they'll, they'll. Well, the thing is now it's like all those years of them playing soft zone against Tom Brady. And failing miserably and then coming out and doing it in the second half again. Um, Doesn't matter. They lost against Troy Edwards when he was returning punts and all that nonsense. It's true. So it's true. It's true. It, but then that was Monday the Drew Bledsoe game. Hey, Baltimore Casey, that's just gonna be a great football game. I'm also glad that one's not on the main slate either. I gotta tell you. I could there's a, these these last two mm. games, very glad, but I'm very grateful we get Dallas and Seattle because it's gonna be the clear chalky game stack, and I just can't see it disappointing. I just can't at this point. Yeah, I don't like what would have to happen. I guess both both teams would have to decide to go Carson and Zeke. You know, that that would have to be the game plan, which could that it's within the realm of possibility, of course. But I don't see it happening. And that Baltimore and Kansas City one is just going to be insane. So, uh, yeah, you're right. So glad glad that's not on the stack. But uh, I do like uh, Marquise Brown in that one. And if Sammy is down, Mikal Hardman, I think, could have a big game, too. So uh, that's going to be a fun one to watch. hundred percent. All right, so there you have it, kind of recapping where we are, State of the Union, after a, a bloodbath of a week two, especially for season long. And for those of you who are already upset about your season long, welcome, because this is what DFS is made for. So make sure you subscribe to the show, The Pre-Snap, with Scott Bogman and myself, courtesy of the Lion Star app. 
everywhere you listen to podcasts, iHeart, iTunes, Google Stitcher, everywhere in between. And if you'd like the show already, good. Of course you do. We're fun. You go give us a five-star review and uh, go follow us on Twitter at Lionstar app, at Lionstar NFL, at Bogman Sports, at Joe Pisa PS17. That'll do it for us. There's nothing left to do now except sit down with... You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.